Welcome back to Speak Supreme. This will be another sports podcast with me, Austin K. Obviously, Seth and I here for this. You'll look forward to us here later this week. We'll get back to the full-length episodes this week. There's been some technical issues and others that have uh, caused some issues for us, but we should have that behind us and out of the way and be back with the full length. I think we're we're kind of talking about possibly moving to uh, just one full length every other week. So make it a bi-weekly situation with these mini-casts still being each week. But with that stuff out of the way, I do want to hop right in just because not a lot of time on these, and I do tend to ramble a bit, so I want to hop right into it. So I want to start with something that's been on my mind a lot lately that's just really been bothering me. And my opinion on this is probably going to ruffle some feathers and probably tick some people off, but I don't really care. This is my show, and I'm going to say what the hell I want. So, hopping right into it, I'm going to be talking about the transfers of English stars Jack Grealish and Harry Kane. Obviously, Jack Grealish is the Villa captain and star who's been there for some time as well as the star striker Harry Kane, who's also been at Spurs for quite some time. Manchester City, as you guys know if you listen to my show regularly, is of course my favorite team uh, in the world of football or European football, as some people refer to it. And for me, obviously, I've followed this really toe-to-toe with it. I, I've been you know, on Twitter, I've been reading articles, I've been trying to follow updates, but it's really been a frustrating ordeal, and there's a lot of reasons for that. So I'm going to start with Kane because he's the more complicated. So with Kane, there's been some reports of late that there was a something or quoted as a gentleman's agreement between him and Daniel Levy. Um, Obviously, the individual, Daniel Levy, who runs the finances and the decision-making at Spurs, the ownership. So, and I mean, he's known as a shrewd businessman and someone who, it's it's difficult to get uh, deals done with him sometimes. Uh, The only one I really remember uh, between City and Spurs was Kyle Walker, which I think he went to City for like 50 million. And, I mean, for me, that that was a great move. He's been phenomenal ever since he's been at City. So I love that deal. So our track record with Spurs of late has been good. But uh, moving on to, obviously, Kane, if that is true, then that's that's pretty low from Levy to me. Um, That's pretty bad. If there was, in fact, um, something along the lines of a gentleman's agreement, in terms of Harry Kane leaving and he's now going back on that, that is, that is, I think, pretty, pretty bullshit to me, really. Because Kane's given Spurs everything. And what is, what has, when have, when has Spurs ever put a team around Kane? Seriously. I get it. I get it. They moved into, you know, their brand new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I get that that was a lot of money, but they never, ever spend money. They never spend money. So if you're going to sit here as Daniel Levy and act like Kane's the villain here for not showing up to training and trying to force a move, get out of here. Get out. That's bullshit, and you know it. You sit there, and you never buy. You never buy. And the thing that's really sad is that when you look at their transfer flow in and out, it's still negative over the last several years. And that's not talking about the stadium. That's talking about player transfer. So he's known as a shrewd businessman, but he's not even good at that. So to sit there and to act like Harry Kane 
is betraying Tottenham and he's this villain for sitting out of practice because he's tired of your shit and not winning anything, get out of here with that. And it's the same thing with Jack Grealish and Aston Villa fans. I understand the historic, the history behind Aston Villa. I get they've won the European Cup. They've done a lot of things. I'm not going to sit here and act like Aston Villa is a small club by any means. They have a ton of history to them. Villa Park's a beautiful, uh, beautiful, um, beautiful pitch. They, they have a great fan base. Um, I have no, I have nothing against Aston Villa. But for the Aston Villa fans that are sitting here and calling Jack Grealish a snake and saying that he's betraying Aston Villa, that's bullshit. He was there when you were in the championship. So don't sit here and throw the word snake around for Jack Grealish, for crying out loud. He has sat through years and years of mediocrity, of mid-table finishes. He deserves this chance, entering his prime to go win something. Same with Kane. Kane's in the middle of his prime right now. You think he wants to use it, wants to uh, spend the prime years of his career sitting in Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, repeatedly not winning everything year after year after year after year. God. I mean, screw these guys for having any kind of ambition. Take out the Man City part, because I think that's a big part of it too. You can shit on Man City all you want and sit here and act like they're the villains here. Whatever. I could care less, really. I get it. Oh, City has all the money. They just buy everything. Okay. <laughs> what? I mean, what do you want us to do with the revenue? That's a whole nother story. But really, don't sit here and act like this isn't how things go. This is how it is. They want to leave. That is their right to sit there and want to leave. Right? I mean, you can not sell them. But... Then if they're ticked off and they just don't want to have anything to do with you anymore, then you know why. I don't get the whole holding players hostage situation. I really don't get how that benefits anybody. The player's pissed off. He doesn't want to fucking be there. And yet you're holding him hostage and you're going to force him to sit there and play for your club. And this is any sport, really. You look at any sport. Right? So you want to sit here and be like, oh, well, that's just how, you know, small market has to do it. You know, the smaller clubs or, you know, smaller market teams, other sports. Okay, so change something. Something needs to be changed then. Right? Or, or just shut the hell up about it. Like, it's the thing is, is right. It's not like Jack Grealish and Harry Kane were there for three years and then they all of a sudden were like, eh, this is taking too long. I'm going to leave. No, they were both there. They've been there for years and years. I mean, this is not just like a situation where they came and then went. It wasn't a stepping stone situation. They've been there for quite some time. The bulk of both of their senior careers, the vast majority of both their senior careers have been at their respective clubs. So don't sit here and act like they're dipping once it got hard. No, 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 no. They've been there while it's been hard. And they're sick and tired of not winning anything. Right? Because you can be as great as you want to be at these clubs. But you're not going to be remembered as one of the greats if you don't have a single trophy to your name. Really? Nothing. Nothing. Bunch of second place finishes. 
I mean, the highlight of Harry Kane's Spurs career was finishing second in a Champions League final. City did that this year, and they were laughed at. So don't sit there and act like Spurs and Aston Villa have done all this to keep their players happy and keep them there. I get it. Villa's offering Jack very good uh, wages per week, right? Upwards of 200k a week, right? I get that. I'm not. This isn't a Aston Villa and Spurs slander. This is a look at it from their perspective piece. Because the truth is, is that if you are in their positions and that great of footballers as they are, after a while, you might be like, hey, I'm kind of sick of losing year after year after year and not really seeing a lot done. Right? So instead of sitting there and shitting on your players for wanting to leave, maybe shit on your management for not doing enough to win. It's less of a thing with Aston Villa, right? But Spurs especially, you're considered a, quote, top six club. You can't do more to help your star striker win something. I mean, Christ above. City stuff FA Cups and Carabao Cups in their cabinet with dust on them, right? And they're winning Premier Leagues for fun because they're good. And you can talk about the money all you want. But I've seen a lot of teams that have spent a lot of money and been pretty mediocre. So, say what you want. Pep may spend money, but it's odd because it seems like a lot of players that he spends money on get a lot better once they get to City. Kevin De Bruyne? Chelsea reject? They had him? Bye. Went to the Bundesliga, lit it up. City goes, hmm... Yeah, I think Pep could make this guy a star. He was already pretty damn good with Wolfsburg. Comes over. Look, wow, holy crap. His value went up. It's almost like City spends money and then makes those players better. So I'm so tired of the whole City buys their trophies. They buy players and they get better. They end up being worth way more than what they bought him for. Dubrovnik is worth almost upwards of a hundred million at this point. He's one of, I think, the best midfielder, complete midfielder in the world. Raheem Sterling, he's his price tag. People were looking at that and saying, "What for this kid? He can't shoot. He can't pass. Yada yada yada." He's he, he's been phenomenal. He has far surpassed his value. Of what we bought him for from Liverpool. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Ilkay Gundogan was our leading scorer this year. So don't sit there. Again, Ederson, another one. Bernardo Silva. Kyle Walker. I would argue Kyle Walker got even better from his Spurs days. And he was pretty good as a Spur. I think he's got even better. I think he's added, you know, obviously the element. He's become so much better coming forward in Pep's system. Right? Phil Foden. There's a homegrown guy for you that makes you guys, uh, that turns you on so much. I mean, again, what City's done is built a foundation to where you can bring in great players and make them even better. I think Jack Grealish 
could genuinely be an absolute world-class player under Pep Guardiola. He's already so technically gifted. He does so much with the ball at his feet. He creates so much for his team. And Aston Villa side, which, let's be brutally honest here, doesn't have a lot of talent up front. They just really don't. That's just brutal honesty. And Jack Grealish still is one of the top chance creators in the Prem the last several years. So just imagine what he's going to do with Pep under Pep Guardiola, one of the greatest managers of all time, with guys like KDB, Gabriel Jesus, Bernardo Silva, if he doesn't leave, Ilkay Gundogan, Phil Foden, Riyad Mahrez, on and on and on. I mean, with these guys in the team, he would be sensational. And don't even get me started on Harry Kane. I think Harry Kane would bag 50 goals with Man City, Man City every year. I, I'm serious. I mean, I'm dead serious. Imagine Kevin De Bruyne, the best assist man going back several years in the Premier League, linking up with Harry Kane. You kidding me? Are you kidding me? There's no chance. Harry Kane and Jack Grealish in the city side would make the Premier League a formality, barring serious injuries. Really. It, it just would. And I think that, I really do. It, I, like, put me on record here right now. If they get, if they do close the book on Grealish and Kane, which it looks like Grealish is getting closer, who the hell knows with Harry Kane? Because, again, it just seems like Levy wants to just hold him, you know, like a prisoner in a jail cell for years here. And you can say, well, he knew what he was doing when he signed the contract in 2018. You know how many bullshit promises Levy probably made him that he hasn't followed through on? Why do you think he'd want to leave? Really, the, the, he signed that contract probably because Levy said, oh, yeah, we, you know, we're going to do this. 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 We're going to be in a position to win. Bullshit, Daniel. You're not anywhere close to winning anything. You don't even have a coach, really. I mean, you figure it out, man. Like, God no wonder he wants to leave. Of course he wants to leave. He wants to get out of this absolute circus of an organization. Of a club. I'd want to leave too. I'd want to win. It's one of the best goal scorers we've seen in the past several in the past decade. He, he's, he scores at ridiculous clips. Not only that, last year he was the Premier League goal and assist leader. So not only does he bang in goals, get in great positioning, make great runs, does everything you want a center forward to do, but he can pass the ball, he has great vision, he opens up play, he's so good at so many things. I want to get the hell out of there too and win something. Because I'm telling you right now, Kane and Grealish in that City squad, even if you, you, know, if you lose a Bernardo, that team's, that team's a UCL favorite barring serious injury, seriously. That would, that, I think that'd be the team, right? I mean, you never know, right? The UCL is just, Champions League is just so unpredictable and so chaotic. But that team, after making to the final last year without really a real striker, adding Kane in that team, not only that, but Grealish, yet another creative a guy that's going to create a ton of chances for you, can play in a multitude of positions, is so great on the ball, technically gifted. You're kidding me. Really, I think even if just the Grealish deal goes through, right, and, you know, Levy pulls his bullshit tactics to keep Kane there, I think even just Grealish would put us in a, such a good position. I believe in Grealish. You know, a lot of people are pointing at the price tag of what has been reported as a bit of upwards of $100 million total. Um, 
I think ninety million plus a uh, a winger, a young, a youth winger, valued at ten million is what I had read. Um, that's you know people are looking at the price tag and going, whoa, 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 for Jack Grealish, really? It's like, well, yeah, yeah, for Jack Grealish. Have you watched him play? People point at the numbers. Yeah, he missed three months of the season last year. And not only that, but do you not understand that Aston Villa are not exactly an attacking team? I mean, Aston Villa is a very fine club. Again, this isn't a video made to, or this isn't a podcast trying to slander Aston Villa. But they aren't exactly, you know, bagging four goals a game. Although <laughs> that seven-two game was fun to watch by Aston Villa, I will, I will, I will give them credit for that. That gave me, um, that gave me some uh, good laughs, and I really enjoyed that. So, no, I'm, I don't, I genuinely don't have a problem with Aston Villa. I have a problem with a certain sector of fans that are treating Jack Grealish wanting to leave like a snake move, like, like he's doing something wrong. Listen, he's stuck with you through the championship, through some pretty bad managers. A lot of rough patches. He's still been there, right? So to sit there and, you know, slander Jack Grealish for now getting to a point where he's like, well, I'm going to be entering my prime here in the next few years. I want to go somewhere where I can win, where I can be playing with world-class players and a world-class manager. There's nothing wrong with that ambition. And I understand it as a fan of a team like that. It's probably shit, right? Like, I get it. I mean, it hasn't exactly been fun watching Jaden Sancho tear up the Bundesliga after leaving. It wasn't fun watching Leroy Sané leave, right? It's not fun watching players you enjoy leave, but it's it's just how it is. That's how football is, right? Like, that's just part of it. You have to understand that players are going to come and go as much as you don't want them to. Do you think I ever wanted David Silva and Sergio Aguero? And I get that's a different situation. You know, they're on the tail end of their careers. They're going to be leaving anyway. I get Jack Grealish is just entering his prime. It's a different dynamic. But I understand the frustration to an extent. But when you start slandering a guy for leaving, it's it's kind of like, well, okay, I get the frustration. But, you know, if you take a second to think about it from his perspective, you got to understand where he's coming from. Same with Harry Kane. Because, again, reiterating what I had said earlier, you look it back, it's not like they showed up, were here for a few years, and then threw in the towel right away. No, 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 no. They've been here through thick and thin, and not a lot of thick. Right? There's been a lot, a lot, a lot of bad moments for Aston Villa and Spurs during their tenure. So I understand them wanting to leave. I sure as hell hope we get both. I don't think it's going to happen. Um... All the signs point to Grealish happening, but not Kane. I'd be okay with that. At the end of the day, I'm not going to be greedy. I'd love Jack Grealish. I think he'd be a phenomenal add, uh, obviously, to an already great squad. And I think, you know, we'd enter the season as Premier League. I think we already have, actually, in the betting. Uh, I think the Vegas and such already have us as Premier League favorites without Grealish. But I think adding Grealish just helps us that much more. I think Phil Foden's going to have, you know, again, continue to progress and just get better and better and better. As it, I, I absolutely love Foden. So, I, you know, I'm excited for the year. I'm really, really, really amped up. Um, hopefully we can get this done so this damn saga can be over. <laughs> so we can just put it to bed and just know where guys are going to be. Uh, apparently Harry Kane is going to end his uh, absence from Spurs training and return. Um, so 
I guess maybe it has something to do with the fine. Maybe it has something to do with something else. I don't really know. But we're just going to have to see how it unfolds because at the end of the day, none of us know what's going to happen until it happens. So we're just going to have to wait and see and kind of go from there. So I'm hoping hoping Grealish puts pen to paper here in the next few days. That's kind of what I've been hearing and what I've been reading. So hopefully that comes to fruition and we'll just kind of wait and see on Harry Kane. But here for the last little bit, I do want to catch up on a few other things. That was kind of my main thing I wanted to go on for. But um, I did have a few other things. Obviously, the trade deadline came and went with the MLB. Lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of big moves. Way too much for me to go through in one episode. But I'm going to cover mostly what I think about the Yankees. Obviously, that's my team. I was very excited to see them acquire all-star Joey Gallo. He will be here for the rest of this year and as well as 2022, so that's a huge pickup. Obviously, all-star, big slugger, gold glover, great player, great on-base guy. I really love the pickup. People want to talk about the strikeouts, but you tend to not look at he came to the Yankees with a 379 on-base percentage, which is one of the tops in Major League Baseball. He draws the most walks of anyone in the league. He hits for a ton of power, gold glove defense, great arm, can play in multitude positions, love the move. Obviously, Anthony Rizzo was the other one. Championship pedigree, gold glove, and platinum glover at first base. So obviously, for the first time since probably Mark Teixeira, we've had a solidified superstar defender. And to top, on, uh, to top that off, I think he went like 8 for 9 in getting on base in, um, in his Yankee debuts uh, over the weekend against the Marlins. I think he went 2 for 3 with a walk in his uh, first game with the home run. Then the next day... Excuse me. Hits a home run again. Gets on base two more times in the last game. Goes one for four, but that one hit was a game-tying RBI single to left field. Goes the other way off a tough lefty. Great AB. Really love Rizzo. The last trade was Andrew Heaney, who made his debut last night and gave four home runs to the Baltimore Orioles and got booed off the mound in his Yankees debut. So that's kind of what I expect from a guy who comes in with an ERA well over five. But I get it. You wanted, You needed some depth. Probably not a ton out there at that point, and you had already given up, you know, a few decent prospects for Gallo and Rizzo. Probably didn't want to go and, you know, get a, you know, pay a high price for a little higher end starter when you're going to be getting Luis Severino back here sometime in August, hopefully mid-August, and then we're looking at hopefully getting Corey Kluber back at uh, very early September. So that comes to fruition. Hopefully that does happen. Uh, the Yankees need all the help they can get. They got a hill to climb here to try to make the playoffs, and if they don't make the playoffs, I think there will be a lot of changes within uh, within the organization. So that's kind of my thoughts. I think the Dodgers trade for Scherzer and Trey Turner that kind of just made me ill. I get it. You know, people are going to point the finger and say, "Well, you're a Yankees fan. They spend money." Well, yes, but we're at about 205 million, and they're at almost 290. 90, 209, just under 300 million. So they have spent, what, 85 more million than us? So, yeah, okay, I get it. But there's levels to this. Like, even the Yankees have stayed under the luxury tax. In fact, they traded better prospects to be able to stay under the luxury tax as the other teams took on the remaining salaries of the players, right? They did it with Odor, they did it with Gallo, they did it with Rizzo, they did it with a couple of relievers that they got Clay Holmes, Joel Rodriguez. So, I mean, that's nuts. And, I, I mean, if you don't win the World Series after getting Scherzer and Trey Turner with what you already got, you, you're doing something wrong, just flat out. That's, you, you got to get it done there, right? Like, oh, uh, lordy. 
What a trade deadline, really. Um, obviously, NFL football's ramping up. Their practices have been ongoing. I think we have preseason football here very soon. And then, obviously, we'll be looking at the season starting in, what, I think September, I believe. So, yeah, a lot a lot going on. Baseball's uh, slowly approaching its climax here. Uh, fo- football is starting to kick off again. NFL football, as well as um, even more in the, in the near future, European football is kicking off with... The Premier League is going to be starting, Liga, Bundesliga, Serie A, La Liga, whatever you like to watch. So that's kicking off. Obviously, the U.S. won the Gold Cup with what has been touted as the C team over Mexico. So that was quite a quite a cool thing and a, and a big moment for um, USMNT, which has been trying to build up more respect and gain more rapport around the world. Obviously, the U.S. is kind of clowned on <laughs> for their lack of focus on the sport of uh, what we call soccer or football. So yeah, there's a ton going on in sports. I kind of I, I kind of took off most of the episode with the uh, Kane and Grealish transfer situation, but I wanted to sneak in a few things there at the end as well. So uh, the lovely thing about sports is they're never fully stopped, except, of course, during COVID, but let's not think about that. So I always have plenty to talk about, and I'm thankful for that, but... Um, I kind of wanted to, I know I went a little long in the last one. I got a little rambly, so I wanted to make sure to cut this one off at a decent time here, but I'm glad I got to talk about some fun stuff. I'm glad you tuned in if you did, and I'm glad you listened if you did all the way through, so I appreciate the support as always. Uh, be looking for future episodes here in the future, and as always, go and follow our uh, Twitter page, at Speak Supreme, at Speak Supreme Twitter page. So I think that's going to pretty much do it for me. I appreciate you guys listening out as always, and I'll uh, see you next time. Thank you.